makes music. Yo, what is up, everybody? How's it going? Thank you for hanging out. We've already got some people watching, uh, so that's awesome. Thank you so much. Welcome to the show, Blake Makes Music. My name is Blake, obviously. So thank you for uh, for joining. Today, we're going to talk about kind of a difficult subject for a lot of people. Um, we're going to talk about why most musicians fail. And when I'm talking about musicians, I'm talking sp- um, more or less about people who are artists, songwriters, producers, that kind of stuff, right? People who are the creatives, instrumentalists, things like that. It's a little bit different approach. So uh, we're going to talk about why are we failing? Why do most people fail? What sets the people apart who don't fail? And then what does it mean to fail? I think that's another thing because we have to define failure and success and it means different things for different people. What's up, Maurice? Thanks for joining. I really appreciate it as always. So um, anyways, go ahead if you're watching this live or you're watching this later or you're watching this or listening to this on a podcast platform or YouTube, Spotify, uh, all that good stuff. Write in the comments. Tell me about the music that you're working on. I'd love to know about what your current projects are, maybe what you just released, what you'd like to release, what you're what you're collaborating on, all of that good stuff. Go ahead and write that in the chat or write that uh, in the comments. Thank you. So um, also, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching on a different platform, please go to the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe and uh, button and the notification bell. We made it past 100 YouTube subscribers, which is incredible. Um, we, my, my goal was 100. We're at like 106, I think, as of right now. So thank you all so much for that. I sincerely appreciate it. Um, as a very small YouTuber who should have done this 10 years ago, um, I, I really appreciate that. So now our new goal is obviously 200. Let's see if we can get to 200. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. So let me go ahead and explain the show. It's a little bit different than what you'll see in a lot of other podcasts. So this is a live stream podcast. So if you're watching this right now, just as Maurice just did, uh, you can chat and interact with me while I'm talking. So we could talk about whatever the subject is of the of the week. You can chime in, give me your comments. Maybe you disagree. You know that's cool too. It makes for a good conversation. Um, and then so we'll talk about that. Uh, subject, and then we'll go into a Q&A section. So if anybody's got any sort of, uh, you know, questions or anything like that about the industry at all, music or not, please go ahead and ask. It's kind of my favorite part of the show. Anyways, what I wanted to do is give a quick Patreon update. Um, What I'd like to uh, do is recognize my two patrons, Josh and Maurice. Maurice is on the chat right now. Thank you so much. Um, all of their, uh, their, both of their uh, Instagram links are in the description of this video and also um, in the, um, the, the podcast. It lives forever, which is great. Um, so please go ahead and give Josh and Maurice a, uh, a follow on Instagram. And they also make music. So go ahead and check out their music. It's amazing. And you can also find the link to the Spotify playlist for all the people who chat with me that send me music. That's that's where you can find their their stuff. So um, on that Patreon, I just released a TikTok influencer contact list for those people who want to send their music to some uh, social media influencers. And uh, I just like last week, right? I only need 598 more patrons until I can do something crazy, something crazy. And you're like, oh, it's not that crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I'm not telling you until it happens. So, um. Also, once we reach 100 patrons, I will be doing a giveaway. I'm going to be doing giveaways at the 100 mark as we continue. So I'm super excited. And last but not least, um, let me plug my book. Some of you may be watching this from uh, reading this. This is the Modern Artist and Songwriter Journal and Toolkit. 92 pages of music strategy explaining the industry in a very concrete way that uh, we, uh, I think, process better, like as musicians, as people who are always on the move trying to trying to make it work. I think it's a much better approach. It's my strategy. 
um, that I've used to achieve what I define as my success. And I wanted to share that with the world. It is free. You can get that book at musicadvice.io. You can sign up, get the free book, get sit, uh, get the link right away, and it's pretty amazing. So, again, today it's a little bit difficult. We're going to talk about why most musicians fail, and we're going to run first a quick shout out to my uh, my patrons. Bling in. Yes, thank you so much, and. We're going to go ahead and do a little spot here, and we're going to go right into the show. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. All of the stuff from Blake Makes Music is absolutely 100% free, except for the Patreon. But what is Patreon? Patreon is a way for people to connect with their favorite creators in a cool, unique way. You can get some cool, unique perks and benefits to your favorite creators online. The Blake Makes Music podcast uses Patreon to connect with those who may need a little extra help with their music career. Join the music club on Patreon. You'll get some exciting benefits like a personal phone call from yours truly, start guides, cheat sheets, music industry contacts, music feedback, resume writing help, weekly Zoom sessions. You can even influence what kind of stuff is talked about on the show. Curious to what else I can help you with on your music career? Check out the Blake Makes Music Patreon by visiting musicadvice.io. All right, cool. I got to do the uh, the shameless plug. You know what I'm saying? That's how we do things. Um, so anyways, let's go into the topic. Today's topic is why most musicians fail. Uh, and, and so I want to kind of talk a little bit about why I chose this subject um, and just like Maurice, if you're watching and you want to chime in, you want to say, hey, you want to, you want to plug your own music, that's cool. Go ahead. As long as it's appropriate, throw it on the, throw it on the uh, screen there on uh, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, however you're watching. I really appreciate it. Um, so the reason I chose this topic is um, I have a, um, uh, some carryover students from my, my previous job working at the, uh, the music school, uh, now doing this freelance like this, right? Um, that still come into contact with me, which I sincerely appreciate. Um, if you're wondering if it's you that I'm talking about, it's not. Okay, I promise. So anyways, this person um, I've been talking to, I don't know, since 2017, 2018. You know, we've had uh, some good rapport. Um, and this person has consistently um, hit walls, you know, roadblocks in their career and they haven't made any money basically. Um, I did help them out with one opportunity where, um, they got paid for one of their tracks, a non-exclusive deal. And they're very appreciative. And, um, so this person would hit me up all the time, um, on social media and just kind of go off on, why you know be, being upset about the industry and um basically taking the the luck approach i don't do luck i think that's a horrible thing so and i'll explain that in a minute um they are an electronic music artist and uh over half of their music is used from splice so which we'll talk about that too um, w- would I consider that person an artist if they're most of the stuff that they're using in a specific song are royalty-free samples? Maybe they're doing a bass line or a drum track or something like that and the rest of it's supported. Um, in the context of this person, probably not. I would consider this person using those things as a crutch to create the music that they probably cannot create on their own. Um, and I'm not saying that about gear or resources or anything I'm talking about because they don't have the skill set and they use um, some tools out there to basically psych themselves into thinking that they have the skill set when they don't. So vocal chops, stuff like that. Like just go make that kind of stuff on your own if you can. But to lean in on royalty-free samples as an electronic music artist and you're just putting out music, I mean... That's like paint by numbers. You know what I'm saying? Are you really an artist if you're painting by numbers and you add your own touch to it? I don't think so. Personally, I think you are an aspiring artist, but I wouldn't call you an artist. So I wouldn't call this person a music artist. I would call them an aspiring artist. Um, I think that's the difference is 
once you jump off of that platform into the unknown, right? Like that song my daughter always wants to listen to. Good song, you know. Um, that's to me what defines you as being an artist. Once you stop using other people's tools and, and can express yourself um, on your own, or maybe collaboratively, maybe, you know, I could argue that uh, if you're working with somebody else, maybe. Um, that's when I consider you becoming an artist. And I throw the artist around lightly because, you know, if you're a producer, songwriter, or vocalist, singer, songwriter, all that kind of stuff, we'll, we'll call you an artist, okay? Someone who makes something original. Um, the other issue this person had was um, they would consistently complain about not making money. And every single time I told them to put their music out in the right places, like, you know, streaming services, um, Spotify, things like that, they would always get bent out of shape and tell me, you don't know what you're talking about, whatever. And um, so one of the things I typically say, and I say it in my book, I say, if you're doing the same thing that every other unsuccessful artist is doing and you're expecting a different result, that is delusion. That's kind of like a take on um, the definition of insanity. Not to call this person insane, but uh, in a way, you know, if you keep repeating yourself and you're expecting the world to bend to your repetition and your repetition has given you zero results, it's time to change your strategy. And you should always be, um, you should always be on the hunt for how to better improve yourself as opposed to relying on other people to give you what you want. That's a very negative approach. So this person um, has been um, uh, coming across some difficult mental times, and I think them uh, trying to push themselves so hard in the wrong direction is making it worse. I don't want anyone to do that. So I would like to take some time and go over what a successful artist looks like. Let's define success. Make it real simple, okay? So I define success like I define in my book. I define when I have conversations with all of my students. Success is, to me, paying all of your bills, living however you want, whatever that minimal is, right? So if you are living on your own with a um, you know one-bedroom apartment, you're able to cover all of your basics, your bills, all that stuff, just covering yourself. Now, that to me is successful. You carry your own baggage, your own weight. Now, if you have a family or you have a kid, or you've got a wife, significant other, family members you're taking care of, whatever, or maybe you have uh, goals that go in line with each other. If you take on another job to achieve those other goals, but you're still paying, let's say it only costs you 1800 bucks a month to support yourself, but that's not enough to support your family. You know what? I, I consider 1800 bucks a month successful. That's where my bar is because from there, you can move up. You can also move down and it won't always be consistent. So that's my definition of success and everybody's numbers different. People live in different cities. People have different responsibilities. People like even the same internet service from the same provider will have like different prices, you know what I'm saying? For like, um, you know, 200 megabyte downloads, it'll be like 70 bucks here and other place it's like a hundred bucks. So every, every number is different, but you have to know how much it costs you to live without any extra stuff. Do you need to buy new clothes? I probably do. Cause I keep wearing the same shirt, you know, every podcast, which I need to, uh, I need to, uh, not do that. But you know, what, what is your baseline for survival? Figure out that number. Is it a thousand? Is it five hundred? If you live with your parents and you're kind of young, or maybe you went back to live with your parents and um, maybe that is nothing. Great. To me, if you have no baseline, you know that's a whole different situation. Obviously, you should try to move out of your parents' place, um, but your your safety net will kind of help you be able to figure things out as you as you go. Not everybody has that luxury. I understand. So um, that's what I'd like to define success as. What a successful artist looks like will obviously be the counter to 
all the things that I'm going to talk about that they don't look like, but I'm going to go over a couple things. Successful people in general, no matter what their profession, have a lot in common, and it's all up here. Um, I've met a lot of people who are smart, who are unsuccessful, and I'm sure a lot of you have too. A lot of smart, unsuccessful people, um, and I've met a lot of dumb, successful people. Now, when I say dumb, that's subjective too, but I'm talking about slightly below like average intelligence, but they got something figured out, or maybe they're doing some sort of business that's not as complex, um, but they're really good at, they're able to take their um, business intuition and just make it work, right? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not, you know, talking down on anybody, but I've met a couple people who I'm like, I don't even know how you can tie your shoes, let alone how you got all the things you did, but good for you. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to have a conversation with you, but I think it's great you have what you have. You're able to build what you're able to build. I think it's amazing. So, and there's all the people in between. So do you need to be smart in order to be successful? No, you really don't. I don't even know if that's a factor um, to some degree. Do you need money to be successful? Like outside of what you're trying to do? I don't think so either because I've met all kinds of people. Now I'm talking about up until like middle to upper class, you know, um, like close friends and family members, stuff like that. And, and, um, people who I've met in the music industry, I don't associate with like, um, super wealthy people. Um, so I can't speak for that, but most people, let's say the 99% and below, uh, like the 99 percentile of, of, uh, of, uh, people who are living amongst us, um, you don't need to be like, have, have money in my opinion, to be successful with music. Um, you just have to have a plan. Um, and that plan has to involve like some detail, which we'll talk about too. So anyways, those are the baselines. Now, successful people, I was saying they all kind of have like similar mentalities. They do. One thing is I've never met a negative successful person. That's really important. If you're a negative person, you're going to have a really hard time being successful no matter what you do for two reasons. One, you're going to talk yourself out of a lot of things because you're not going to take any of the risk. You have to be able to take risks. I think that's super important. And also, if you're in the chat now, I, I, I see a lot of people watching. Tell me what you think while I'm talking about this stuff too because we can bounce off uh, conversations. Don't feel like you're interrupting me. I promise you're not. Um, so that's one reason why negative people will never be successful is you're going to talk yourself out of doing the things you have to do because you're focusing on the negative and not the positive on like day-to-day things, like sending an email to somebody who you don't know, picking up the phone, calling someone you don't know. Negative people typically don't do that because they're in the wrong mindset. The second thing is, is that you're going to be disassociating yourself from people who are positive and other people who are successful because negative people, um, when it, when it comes to uh, business, those people are toxic. So if you're a negative person, people are, are going to, um, to run the other way. People who are negative hold other people down. It's just how it is. And, um, that that really is uh, difficult because a lot of people who are creative, I'll call it the creatives like curse. They deal with a lot of things because we're talking about a left brain, right brain thing. Um, and a lot of people who are creative are also very intelligent too. And which can also be come with, you know, it's not all, you know, rainbows and butterflies and stuff. Sometimes being a, a really intelligent person um Sometimes those types of people um, have um, different struggles, it, just like everyone's got their own struggles. So musicians will are more likely to suffer from like depression, anxiety, stuff like that. So that wipes out a lot of people that uh, are musicians, like when it term, in terms of being successful. So that's one thing, and. Um, you know, I just wanted to kind of frame this for a second. You know, if you're dealing with those things, I think you need to get help and try to like better yourself because it's all internal. 
I've, I, and if you've ever met anybody that, um, has been through some really, really, really hard times and they're still positive, like those people are very inspirational. Those are the people that you want to work with more so than the people who have like very vanilla lives that, you know, kind of just do what they need to do. I want to hang out with the people that came from like literally the slums or something and had a horrible life, but then they come out and they're very positive. You cannot break that person. Like I need that person in my life so I could be positive. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think we all deal with this, but being self-aware of it's super important, right? So let's move on. Let's talk about the other thing um, that uh, successful people have in common. They process money differently. They don't process it like, a, uh, like oh, cool, let me go buy things. It's like a resource. They view it kind of like, like energy in a way, if that makes sense. Um, they, 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 they view income as energy to do the things that they need to do. It, they think of it totally different, almost like an engineer kind of brain, you know? And when you're a creative person, sometimes it's difficult to, again, be aware of how you're thinking because you have no frame of reference because you're all, you're always you, you know? You're never someone else. Like you grow up being yourself and that's your frame of reference and it's very difficult for people to come out of that mindset. So let's go into um, the reasons why most musicians fail. All right, now we've got all the uh, this set up. Number one, misunderstanding of the music industry. That is the, in my opinion, one of the biggest ones. A lot of musicians fail because they have no understanding of how things work. Um, and I understand that people are growing and learning. Um, they are all, if you're another successful uh, trait is always trying to learn something new every day, you know, but if you're not like that, then you're going to have a hard time. Um, Rochelle out. Yes. She, uh, Rochelle agrees. Thank you. The misunderstanding of the industry, that doesn't mean that you are like ignorant of the industry. It means like your interpretation of the industry is, uh, could be misunderstood. You know, it could be like, for example, I was talking about that person earlier who, um, who like leaned on luck. Like for example, um, you know, industries that attract creative people, typically like creative people like stories. Like I like stories too. I'm sure all of you do. We've all kind of heard of like, or we think we've heard of, we can't name any of like, oh, somebody was walking down the street. Some big filmmaker goes, oh my gosh, you're the exact person I had in my head for this one part. Do you know how to act? Like those things don't happen. That's not real. That's delusion. That's a big that, that doesn't happen in the music industry either. Like just to be able to go around and sing and like, oh, cool. Like the, a big record executive goes, oh my God, you're so talented. You're such a good singer. You're such a good dancer. That's such a good song. I have to sign you. That, that's not how the industry works. It's not. So the people who interpret that um, in that way will never be successful because those opportunities don't exist. You have to make your own. Um no one's no one cares about you. I'm sorry to say that, but like there are so many people out there that can do what you do to and to think that someone cares about how you're special because of your talents means nothing. Talent means nothing. It's just a part of the whole picture. Now, if you're missing talent, that's a problem too. But for some reason, you could still make it work. Everyone can name an artist that they think sucks, but is super successful. And they have all of those other things. So, um, you know, thinking that way is not a good, not a good thing because you will always be disappointed, which leads you down the path of, you know, having a, um, a negative mentality and you keep going in circles. It's not a good look, right? So misunderstanding of the industry that could be from like your interpretation or that could just be your lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge is easy to fix. Like I'm doing this on YouTube and other platforms, Twitch and all that. And I can go find all kinds of information, get the information 
And then I can know what questions to ask, right? Or I can ask somebody else. Um, that's super important. Now, let's go to the next thing. Another reason why musicians are not successful, they put the industry on a pedestal. They think there's some sort of magic sauce. Um, there's some sort of like fairy dust, you know, that makes the industry a lot more special than it is. And those people are kind of connected to the people who have a misunderstanding of the industry, usually. Um, those people are usually people who are um, chasing fame because they're self-projecting what they wish the industry was like or what they heard. But once you're in it, you go, it's not like this at all. You know, totally different thing. Um, and uh, that's cool. Someone just joined my uh, Discord server, uh, Princess AG. Thank you for joining the Discord server. Um, so before I go to the next one, speaking of Discord server and all that other stuff, you can uh, check out all of my links at musicadvice.io or if you want the pretty page, you can go to blakemakesmusic.com. There's all kinds of cool stuff. All of my socials are on there. You can follow me and, and talk to me during or after the show. It's pretty cool. Um, so anyways, the next thing I want to talk about, here's another reason why a lot of artists are unsuccessful. And again, these first three are uh, tied together. They're delusional. Now, delusional meaning that like you think the world works the, uh, in a specific way and you're banking on it, but it doesn't work that way. Um, people who are delusional, uh, again, creatives curse. You have to have a little bit of delusion to want to be an artist, to want to be someone who makes something um, a little bit as healthy. And I like to use this example sometimes like, what makes Lady Gaga Lady Gaga? You know, what made her want to be so unique and different she's a creative person you know like i i think of like the meat suit thing when she went like i think it was like a red carpet or like an event or an award show and she wore like a meat suit like as some sort of symbolic gesture maybe for like the meat industry or something i don't really know or how people view her but like to think that people are going to get that right away and you're making some sort of change makes you delu a little delusional. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not really changing anything. You changing your profile pic to, like, stand against something is not really contributing to the, pro the, the, the solution to the problem. You're standing united with other people, but that's not fixing anything other than social awareness, which can only take it maybe to a little bit. So it's kind of like that same sort of thing. And, and creative people, uh, and I'm including myself in this for sure, because I have to wean myself back a little bit. I, I'll get on a tangent and go, I'm going to do all of this stuff. Then I go, how? What time? Right? All of that stuff. Um, so I'm saying this with a heavy heart because I'm these people too, okay? So people who are delusional think that they're better than they are when it comes to talent or maybe even like as a person sometimes, unfortunately. Um, they think that you know, they'll say things like, um, if I just get my music heard by enough people, then a, a label will come and, uh, and sign me. Okay, no, they're not. And then also, if you just, if you keep going into wishing territory, I wish this, I wish that, you're never going to get anything done. All right. So another thing that, um, another reason why musicians fail is because they try too hard. They don't do, they, they, and what I mean by that is, it's like on a branding perspective or like the art that they make, they try so hard to be cool or like somebody else. So they try so hard to get someone to like them that everybody can tell that it's just kind of like a mask, you know? Um, that's not genuine. Right now, if you're not a genuine like person on the internet, you're going to have a really hard time building a, an actual true fan base. Um, that's really hard. I tried my best to um, 
to, you know, turn up my energy a little bit. I'm usually not this energetic. I'm not that even that energetic right now, but like usually I'm kind of like kind of a calm person most of the time. Um, and the best thing to do as someone who puts something out into the world is to try to figure yourself out. Who are you? If you had to like write your own biography or explain yourself to somebody, you know, get a really good grasp of who you are and then, um, know that and build upon that. Don't try to be somebody else. If you're trying to be somebody else because you think those fans are going to like you too, no, you're just bargain bin that. You're bargain bin Lady Gaga. You're bargain bin you know, Kanye West. Why would I do that when I can just go listen to Kanye West? I don't want to listen to you. You know, All the music costs the same. It's the same amount of time, same amount of effort. You have nothing that you can give me if you're just trying to emulate somebody else that has been successful. The best thing you can do is try to find yourself, grow, try to build a community around um, what you're becoming, but always be, be genuine. So people who try too hard, people who take like, I mean, you usually see this in like photos, really, and, and music videos, um, less in the music because it's, it's subjective when you're experiencing it. But you can tell when someone's trying really hard um, to, uh, and I'm guilty of this too, like in the past, for sure, trying really hard to be, um, like, I'll give you an example, doing a headshot because you think you need a headshot. Why? Why do you need a headshot? What are you doing? Maybe you need a headshot. It depends on what you're trying to do. But you can tell like, you know, when someone's by the look on their face or like the background or surroundings, oh, I think I need this because so I'm going to do it. Well, you think you do, but what's what purpose does it serve and do you get the results? All that's super important. Um, here's the next one. This one's this one's kind of a uh, one in my opinion that uh, is kind of like a difficult pill to swallow for for me specifically because I have some friends and stuff that I feel like this this um you know this category really kind of speaks to them. And that's not knowing the difference between being independent and being indie. Um, and I'll rephrase this in a different way. Maybe people will kind of understand it. People who try really hard to be indie and people who try really hard to own a business. I, like, I'll give you an example. I don't want to call the band out because I actually, this is like one of my favorite bands, local band. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to throw them any shade or anything like that. And I, I love all of them, but people who um, think that like, oh, cool, like I'll be super underground, and you try really hard to be an underground artist because you think that's what makes you cool and like that's where the connection comes from, and so you're making sacrifices on basically your wallet to adapt that persona. I'll give you an example. If you are only releasing music on Bandcamp. To me, to me, and that's just to me, I, f I think that those people who do that kind of stuff are um, trying really hard to fit into an indie mold that doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. So they're holding on to an old way of, of, of doing things. The record, the record store thing is, is done. We're about to probably exit streaming now, which is exciting, and move on to something else. Um, which I think are going to be like some sort of um, cohesive version of NFTs, in my opinion. And I'll talk about that maybe in another episode. But uh, the reason I say people who want to be indie but not an, a business owner is like they're, they'll make decisions that limit their career. And I'll give you an example in a minute that limit their career in order to make it seem like they're not selling out. And they're so focused on the opposite of the people I was talking about earlier, where I was saying like they're delusional, they're trying too hard, they're taking weird pictures, like all that kind of stuff. Like no one, they think everybody cares. You know, these people have gone the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank you for following. That's cool. You got a shout out like on, on, the, uh, on the screen there. That's awesome. So uh, these these people are um, the opposite of 
of the people who want to be pop artists, you know, like people who want to be pop artists and get signed by labels and stuff. But you could try so hard to be indie that you're actually shooting yourself in your in the foot. You know, you you only play the dingy little clubs that only people who are local to the area and shoot up heroin know about. You know, like nobody wants to do that. You're really limiting yourself. Or you're trying to make an album that doesn't sound too good where you're trying too hard. You want to be cool. So you're making it sound like lo-fi is cool, but like making it specifically sound bad on purpose when you know you don't have to make it sound bad. You can make a decent sounding album for the same price. Um, or using the same gear, making it sound like trash in order to seem cool. That's not cool. That's not good. And you're really limiting yourself by having that mentality, trying so hard to be underground. Guess what? No one looks at underground. Like you're, you're, you're limiting yourself so much if that's you. And again, some of my best friends are in a band like this and it doesn't, it's at the moment, it's not working out. I hope they come back. I hope they come back and really try to take another stab at it um, because they're, they're amazing. But um, that's a big one because those people typically are super talented um, and they don't want to do things like make a good music video. They want to make like a trash music video because they want to be like artsy and weird, but they're doing it specifically to be artsy and weird. They're not doing it to make something that connects with their fan base. That's, that's not the right approach. So that's, that's, that's a big one. Um, versus business owner. Like, you know, instead of thinking about, you know, how can I get like uh, cool indie points where like, you know, all the cool like hipsters know about me maybe like that's your bar like the hipsters know about you like if that's if that's what you're trying to accomplish and you should really kind of think about your career and like what you're trying to do if that's your baseline you're never going anywhere you're better off trying to just think about it like i'm trying to make money and i don't want to sell out i don't want to sign a bad deal i want to have my own business as a music maker and i want to take that as far as i can I want to make as much money as I can. Um, and being in the true sense of the of the word, a capitalist is the best mentality to have when you're taking that approach if you've got the talent. And I know a lot of people might disagree with that, but I'm talking about like true, honest, like person-to-person capitalism, not corporations who are corrupt and stuff. I'm talking on like a one-to-one marketplace, like you're going to the flea market kind of setup, that kind of stuff, right? So let's move on. I got another one. I got a few more. So here's another reason why people, um, musicians fail, and that is time. Not being able to spend the time that they need on the craft that they're trying to perfect. That's an obvious one, but let me take that a step further not being able to dissect their time in their day to accomplish what they need to accomplish. That's a big one. So I'll give you an example. Uh, one of my sayings in the book, and I, I even have shirts and say this, that say, make music every day. Okay, well, that's a high bar. I'm, I'm telling you from experience and, and currently too, like that's really hard to do. Most people can't do that. So if you don't feel inspired, how can you use your time to get something else done. So dissection of time is, is super important. How you're organizing your time. And what you could be doing is you could be figuring out how your schedule works uh, on a weekly basis and figuring out when you have specific times available. So instead of playing Nintendo Switch, you're going to go register your music on ASCAP. But you got to know what you have to do in order to make that happen. If you can't write at the moment and you can't record at the moment and release at the moment, what are all the other things that you could be doing to further your career just a little bit that day, breaking it down into baby steps because you've got a big list of things you need to do. Guess what? Again, shameless plug. If you want the book, you can go to musicadvice.io and um, get your free copy. But all of the things that you do need to do are in a form of a checklist. I'll see if I can snap to it real quick on the songwriting page per track because we live in a singles dominated world where you know you're submitting to playlists so those are playlists are going to be accepting tracks not albums but if you look here every single song has a checklist 
song written, pre-production, song recorded, song mixed, song mastered, album art, copyright, metadata, all that good stuff. And that's just half the list per song. So you could be using all of your time if you can't write in that moment because you can't write all the time. What can you be doing in order to get something done that day? Even if it takes five minutes, five minutes, takes five minutes or less to do metadata on your, on your music. And if you don't know what metadata is, let me know like in the comments or hit me up on Instagram and I'll just tell you. Um, that's a really big one. Here's the other one, not being able to spend enough time. So there becomes, it's different for everybody, but in my opinion, there becomes a, there's a time in most people's lives, and this is most people, where you become, you trade your time for money at all times, right? When you, when you have a job, but there becomes a time when the responsibility of life will also start to, um, to, to, to matter with, um, how much available time you have, whether it's kids or family or things you have to do. I mean, it could be a number of things, but there becomes a time age-wise, typically it's an age thing, maybe in your 30s, maybe 40s for some people, maybe 20s for some people. I know some people that were teenagers when this happened, where the basics, like the basics, the basic responsibilities that they have will shift and it's not all at once, it's over time. So like life can slip away from you with your goals and, and, and it's not like, like a bad thing. I hope everybody who does this is happy and you should be, but not being able to prepare yourself for how much time you're gonna need to dedicate um, based on your goals. If you're going to school, work a full-time job, have a kid, you know what? I don't think you're gonna have enough time to do this. I'll be honest with you. Not, not, in, not in a way to do this in a productive way. You can't, you shouldn't get, get rid of your family, obviously. You can't do that. That's not good. You should always have a day job. Um, but like if you only have an hour a day or maybe just one day or half of one day a week, how are you going to use that time to get done what you need to get done? It's going to take hundreds and hundreds of hours out of your year, hundreds and maybe thousands of hours. So you really have to spread that out and figure out what you're going to be doing, how you're going to be doing it. And um, if you do have a lot of responsibilities, try to figure out, let's say maybe you can't release a song every month. That's okay. But maybe you can release one every three months. Just work on it a little bit. Chip chip away. For people who just let it go, just go, I'm not going to sit down and do something today because I'm too busy. That's really hard. And I feel for people like that. But here's the thing. Make that three hours you have on a Saturday, like, you know, that's why I do the show the way I do it, really count for you. Make sure it really counts. I wanted to do um, a lot more YouTube videos along with the podcast. This is why I, I do the live stream podcast. I'm condensing things. I'm trying to make it more efficient, you know. Um, once I get to 600 patrons, I could do this every day. It's, it's going to be great. So um, I'm going to move on to the next subject because I want to make sure if anyone's got questions, we can do open Q&A. And if you want to chime in on this too, if you're watching, because I got some viewers here. Thank you for, for, uh, for watching, by the way. Um, you know, that'd be cool too. The next thing, the next reason why people fail at music is they're not good at working with people. Their people skills suck. They suck. Um, they're either way too shy or afraid to go talk to people or they're afraid to pick up the phone or text somebody or call or they're they got a bad attitude or they're not fun to hang out with or whatever it may be you have to be a good hang you have to contribute to a conversation you have to be able to make friends and you have to be able to network that's all a must if people don't genuinely like you and I'm saying like not that they dislike you, but if they you have to have that kind of personality um, where like you kind of have to have like that magnetism a little bit where people want to talk to you or interested in you. Hey, what's that person got going on? All that kind of stuff. And you do that by not making it about you. You make it about them. Trying to focus on other people 
making those types of relationships, that's how you become a good people person. And that's a skill set. And, and what I mean by skill set is it's something you continually work on. I am not the best people person. I know that. I get super focused on a task and I have a hard time um, socializing when I'm working on something like when I'm at work or I'm doing this or what have you, like it, it could be difficult. Um, you know, I'm always the quiet person. So I have to break out of my shell. Do this is a, a way to do that in a weird way. Um, break out of my shell, try to network with people, try to talk to people, try to care about people as opposed to keeping a, a one track mind with blinders on. Like that's hard, you know? hard for me. And I always work on this every day and I try to just get a little bit better. Um, and you have to be aware of yourself to be successful because you're not going to know where all those holes are in your, in your, in your personal life. Um, and the next one, here's a big one. Here's a big one. Here is a big one, not doing music for the right reasons. And, uh, what's up, uh, Courtney Tabitha. Welcome to the chat. Thanks for thanks for joining. If you uh, if you want to hang out and, and chat with me as things are going, please feel free to. But uh, the next reason why musicians aren't successful, most of them aren't successful, is not doing music for the right reasons. And what I mean by that is, it's like if you can't do this as a hobby, as a passion, without money or fame, you shouldn't be doing it. You should love what you do just like you love doing anything else. But if you're chasing fame and you're chasing money, you'll you'll burn out. You're just going to burn out. Um, you have to be okay with, for example, five people hanging out with you in a live stream for a long time. You have to, you have to make the content. Um, it, it's important. And if you're only doing it to get recognition, you're going to get discouraged. If you're only doing it because you want to make a million dollars and this happens to be a way to do it, you know, you can make a million dollars making music. You can make a million dollars a year making music and still not be famous. You know, that's what people are. Some, pe- some people just don't get that, you know. Um, you have to be able to do it because you love music and you want to do you. It's about self-improvement and not about showcasing how cool you are to other people. That's super important. The next reason why a lot of musicians are not successful is they have the lack of focus. They can't sit down and focus and get something done. That's also a skill set. I know a lot of people have like ADD and ADHD and all kinds of other situations that make it difficult for them to think and focus and concentrate. I'm with you. Look, but there's so many people out there that have ADD, ADHD and all those issues that are successful. They make it work. They figure out what they can do and what their strengths and their weaknesses are and how to exploit those in a good way, exploit them in order to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Super important. So lack of focus. Um, here's, I have two, two more and we're going to go into the Q and a, uh, but these are really, really, really important ones. So thanks everybody for hanging out. Um, the second to the last one, lack of business sense or business knowledge. If you don't know how to run a business that's not about music, or you don't have the ability to go through the difficulty of not having a steady paycheck, or the difficulty of working with difficult customers, or if you don't know that you need to do certain things for taxes, all of those things. If you don't have, um, if you don't have the business sense, it's hard. It's really hard. And this is why people get managers because they have the business sense and creative people don't have the business sense sometimes. Now, um, quick sidebar, not everybody needs a manager. Not everybody needs a manager. A lot of people do need a manager and a lot of people aren't ready for a manager, but they need a manager. And the reason I say that is is a lot of people go, oh, I just need a manager. I'm going to find a manager and I'll be good. Like I'm, I'm talented. I know what I'm doing. My goals in line, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's fine. But if you can't sit down and grind out the difficult part that you don't know how to do and just learn, learn it, you're no one's going to put into the time unless you get someone who's a family member or a friend. 
that wants to hang out with you and help you and, and guide you. But they're going to have, those people are really hard to get results from because, I mean, look, I know there's a lot of people who would disagree with me on this, but working with family members and friends and stuff can create a lot of challenges. So the best thing you can do is try to make yourself a good business investment for somebody else. If you can't make money on your own, and this is true for anything, if you can't make money on your own, why would somebody invest their time or their money into something that hasn't been proven on a small scale? Proof of concept is the most important thing when you're working with other people if you want them to dedicate their time, money, resources, all of that kind of stuff, which a manager will should be doing, dedicating their time. If you haven't made $100, why would I spend four hours a day trying to help you out if I'm only going to get, if I can't even get 25 bucks, 25% of your career, if you haven't even done that, like that would be silly. That's delusional, going back to, to delusional. So you have to be able to do this on your own to a little bit, like level three out of 10. If you can't make it to level three out of 10, and maybe I should define these levels of success, maybe, you know, maybe that should be in book number two. That'd be a cool idea. Um, then it's going to be really hard for people to put their effort into what you're trying to do. It's just how it is. So the very last one, here's the last reason, in my opinion, why people are unsuccessful when they're... Um, you know, an artist or musician or a producer. It's through lack of adaptability. They don't want to adapt. They're stubborn. If you're stubborn, if you're a stubborn person who likes to argue your point all the time, and no matter what's said to you, you're never going to learn. And you're not trying to continually adapt how you do business, how you make music, what your sound is like in order to improve yourself every single day. And I'm not saying sell out to make something that is like, you know, bubblegum pop. I hate that kind of music. But what I'm saying is, it's like, if you can't self-analyze what you're doing and see the holes and try to fill those holes and adapt your plan and your path, it's never going to work. If you're not adaptable because you're going to start the race, you're going to trip, you're going to fall, you're going to be behind. And so one person race, which is, you know, that's cool. You're never going to get to that finish line if you don't just start. And the people who start that don't finish are the ones who keep going in circles on the track like this. They're not going to the finish line. So it's like solving a Rubik's cube in the dark. That's just how it is. So anyways, that's, my spiel for the week, the reasons why musicians are mostly unsuccessful. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run a quick ad. We're going to come back. If anyone's got any questions, I'll be happy to answer them during the Q&A. And then that'll be it. But hopefully everyone here has uh, enjoyed the conversation so far. I really appreciate everybody joining. If you have questions, write them in the chat. I will answer them for you. It could be about anything. It could be about copyright, music business stuff. It could be about, you know, um, the show. It could be about anything. Current events. I don't care. Anything. It's not just about music, but it helps if it is. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, I really appreciate everybody hanging in uh, for, the, for the conversation. We're going to run a quick, quick break. And then... We'll get going to the Q&A. Hey, did you know you can leave me a message or ask me a question to answer on the show? If it's a fun or good question, I'll even put it on the podcast. Drop me a line, call into the show by visiting musicadvice.io. Hey, did you know that if you listen to the Blake Makes Music podcast on Spotify, you get an even better experience? On Spotify, you can hear special episodes of me giving feedback to your music. If you're a free Spotify user, you're only going to hear part of the track. But if you're a premium user on Spotify, you get to hear the entire song. Either way, you'll hear me discuss the track and give you some shout outs. Artists whose entire track is listened to by a premium Spotify user get paid just like regular music streams. Pretty cool, huh? Check the podcast out on Spotify. If you want to submit your track to be reviewed check out musicadvice.io 
Okay, cool. Thanks for sitting through those commercials. I don't think I've played those yet. Um, I recorded those a long time ago. So this is the Q&A section. I've got a couple people watching, um, a few people watching, actually. If you've got something to ask, awesome. You know, I, I'd, uh, I'd really appreciate you uh, um, to, uh, to chime in. I've got uh, one person I've labeled Rocco Production LLC. I'd like to know, uh, do you network with a label? Could um, would you mind rephrasing the question? I don't quite understand. Do you network with label? Do I network with labels? If that's what you're trying to ask, then, um, sorry, I'm a very literal person, so it's hard for me to like read between the lines. But, uh, if you want to, um, clear that up for me, I'd appreciate it. Sure. Cool. Awesome. Do I network with labels? Yes, I do network with labels. Um, I have some connections and stuff like that that are um, people who are A and R's, um, and uh, they, you know, uh, different different genres, things like that. I've been networking in the industry for quite a while. I used to live in Los Angeles, and one um, of my the job I had um, um, is um, was uh, working with students and graduates who were at a music college in Los Angeles and connecting them to the industry. Um, so, so yeah. So, um, if you'd like to know if I work with labels, yes, I do work with labels to some degree. Um, I'm interested in, uh, connecting people with more opportunities too. That's something that will be in phase two of the Patreon. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So why don't you do this? Um, Rochelle, email me at blake at blakemakesmusic.com. Let me know what you're trying to do, and I'd be happy to uh, talk to you about it. Um, I've got a, um, uh, a system that I'm using, Disco, which is cool, and it allows me to solicit out music um, from what's going to be patrons only. It's going to be like a music library solicitation service. Um, so the two people right now, Josh and Maurice, get access to that first because they're my patrons so um what that's going to do is going to allow me to solicit out tracks from my patrons to the industry for sure now working with labels um you know we can talk about that too so just shoot me an email i'll be happy to to talk to you about that um awesome you're very welcome cool anybody else have any other questions about anything I've got, um, there's obviously, there's a delay between the stream from what I say something and whatever, but, um, but anyways, sorry, one second. Um, does anybody else have any other, uh, questions they want to ask about the industry or my show or anything like that just go ahead and type in the chat and I'll be happy to answer it while we're hanging could literally be anything no that what that was sorry when I paused that was one of my um, my uh, patrons giving me a call which is kind of cool I think that's awesome that people can call me and stuff and ask me for things or talk but anyways um, this has been uh, I think a really productive podcast so far thank you everybody for watching don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel is like my number one goal but if you want to subscribe on Twitch or uh, follow on Twitch sorry you could subscribe if you want but um, I'm really trying to build up the uh, the following on on uh, on YouTube so um, I appreciate everybody hanging out thank you so much I'm gonna run a quick ad and then actually you know what we're not gonna do an ad you guys got three ads already I think you get the point. The point is I've got all kinds of goodies at musicadvice.io. Um, that's part of the book. 
If you haven't grabbed the book, I highly encourage you to do, even if you don't participate in the chat and stuff, I got 92 pages of this thing. It's really great. And my, and I, you know, I'm biased obviously, but I, if you hate it, then give me a bad review on Amazon. I'll take a bad review. I got one good one so far. Um, but if you love it, I'd also appreciate a review too. So of course, anyways, I really appreciate it. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the editing screen here for a second so you can see how we're doing. I got 107 uh, YouTube subscribers. Thank you, everybody, for, for doing that. Um, you know, Thank you for participating in the community. Things are going to be really, really exciting as we move forward. Um, I do things in batches, so um, we're going to be doing some interviews with people, eventually all kinds of stuff, and it's going to be great. If you're, um, you know, listening to this on a uh, a podcast platform like Apple or Google or anything like that, Stitcher, all that good stuff, I'd appreciate a podcast review. It'd be great. Um, we are eight weeks into the show, and I feel like I've done a decent job with the amount of, uh, you know, people who've participated in the show, listened to the show, commented, all that kind of stuff. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> it's okay, Maurice. Uh, yeah, I appreciate anybody um, who has listened, commented, all that kind of stuff. It's it's great. So anyways, um, go ahead and have a great rest of your weekend, and I'll see you next week. Make music every day.